Today's guest is one of Wellington's most dynamic performers. He's featured on an internationally platinum-selling album and is the founder of Wellington-based One Roof, Ash Bro. What do you want in this life? What do you want in this life? Tell me what you want. What do you want in this life? What do you want in this life? Tell me what you want. Today on Setting the Scene, we are joined by Ash Broker One Roof. What's up, bro? My G, what up? Yeah, nah, not a lot, bro. Just chilling. So, um, we won't muck around too much. We'll cut straight to the chase, bro. What we're here about at Setting the Scene is talking about a bit of the artist's background. Can you give us a bit of insight into what got you started in the music? DMX, bro. DMX. Straight up. Yo. Which albums? Uh, It's Dark and Hell is Hot and Flesh in My Flesh. So did you start, like, riding out to DMX when you were younger? I used to get sent to my cousin's house for school holidays, G, and they were all from from Central Hawks Bay, and DMX was massive in the (laughs) CHP. With those dog barks in there, though. So um, what age did you find him, and when did you start rapping yourself? I think I was... Started listening to him when I was like maybe 10, 12. Yeah. And then started writing like basically straight after I heard of me. Do you remember at all what your first tracks were about? Same rubbish, bro. Same rubbish? Fuck. Yo. And then... um, Those spiritual, lyrical raps. Oh, man. They're they're always in the chamber, (laughs) eh? So after CHB and writing along with that, how long did it take for you to really start thinking music was a viable option for you? Like it wasn't until later on in life, eh? uh, probably when I was 21, mm-hmm. that I started actually like trying to write tracks and shit. And then, yeah, like leading up to then, it was just writing like basically poetry in the in the pad, G. So, so give me a bit of insight into what made you take it seriously at that age. Um, diminishing life options. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, not many career options going so. Might Fuck well do it, something I love, eh? yeah. yeah, bro, hard. Was it around then that you got into gigging, or was it just undercover? Nah. Writing? So then, like when I was twenty-one, that's when I started writing like songs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until probably twenty-four that I started doing gigs. Twenty-five, yep. maybe. True. So, what were like some of your first gig experiences? Bro, dungy ass bars. Yeah, yeah. Hood rat ass yeah. lineups, bro. Was it down here in Wally? Yeah, bro. Fast City. Shout out to Grant. Yo. Um, yeah, Grant put us on just because we used to always freestyle when we were on the piss at his bar. So he's like, fuck it, jump on the stage, yeah, do yeah, what you do. Yeah, he's like, these guys got any music? And we're like, yeah, we got heaps of music. Because by then, we had like four years of material to work with. Yeah. And we never like never done gigs. We were just writing songs, recording them, just to do it, just for shit. So you did that gigging for a bit. How long was it? Because I see you've done some opening for big international acts. How was it? How long was it before you gained that notoriety to get um, you there? So we were gigging under the alias the Screw Ups for probably two years, three years. Yeah. And then went for a brand change. Because back then it was like, I was calling myself Bacardi Dark. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the, the most ass name ever. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, this wasn't until I decided to make my first album. And then when we put the first album out, that's when everyone started recognising that there was some, some heat in Wellington. Eh? And was that the Broken Dreams album? Yeah. 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 So that's coming up on like three or four years old now. Holy, holy. So, been a, been a little bit of a lag, but it was all good. Like, 
putting the album out opened up heaps of doors for me. And, yeah. And like gaining the respect of heaps of promoters and shit around town and abroad. Did you find that uh, as well as all the love you were getting, did people get a little shadier after seeing oh, that kind fuck of success? Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah, bro. Yeah, just lost a few homies, um, gained a bunch of new ones. But I think it's like, if you want to go places where your like your template crew mm. don't want to go, then sort of end up leaving them behind, I guess. Yeah, sometimes you got to cut off a little bit yeah, to make bro. sure you can move forward. Yeah, exactly. You got to you got to align yourself with people that are going in the same direction. Yeah, bro. Birds of a feather, all that yeah. kind of shit, <laughs> eh? So I know all about one roof, of course, bro. But um, for all those that are unaware. Can you give a bit of a rundown on what you do with One Roof? Uh, so, I'm basically the curator. The, the HNIC. Yeah, the HNIC, <laughs> the fucking the head chef, the foreman, the fucking... The matua. Yo, yo, yeah, the matua. Um, but yeah, yeah. Give, give a bit of insight onto the formation. Uh, so, One Roof was formed probably about, I'm guessing five years, I need to have a look at like the Facebook page and stuff because it was even it was even a year before we made the Facebook page that One Roof was going and then like just looking at different posts like we'd do gigs with One Roof logo up on there but yeah, basically it was just a transformation period from going from performing at that little bar we loved called Fast Diddy's to Ooh. trying to crack bigger names bigger gigs bigger venues actually take it serious yeah, and be bro. like what up Welly Rap we're here yeah so you've been running that for you say what about five years yeah, or so obviously now? Yeah, it's about five years. It's basically since I started when we properly put one roof together was when I put out my first album. So three or four years, but then the year before that we were already up and running. Yeah, so. yeah. And you started off early with the likes of Innocent Max and CK. Yeah, yeah Innocent Max, CK, Too Nice, Aki Bucks. Like, yeah, we're we're rocking from day one and the group's gone through by the sounds of things a huge metamorphosis since then yeah yeah bro uh just other people going in other directions yeah and then also one roof aligning itself with people that are heading in the same direction as itself you've been on the wu-tang invasion album yeah yeah Tell me a bit about that. Fuck, I just saw one. So I can't remember who sent it to me, but they sent me a link to apply to be on it. Yeah. I applied, and then, like, in, I'd say, 15, 20 minutes, I get a call from this random ass number. Shit. And this guy's like, hey, yo, man, I'm, I'm Jizza. And I'm just like, whatever, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Hung up on him, and then called back again, and it was. Uh, DJ Symphony and he's like, hey man, this is DJ Symphony from Wu Invasion. I got Jizza here with me in the studio. We just heard your track and I was just like, holy shit. shit. Well, I was just sitting at my cousin Jay's house, it's like <laughs> Damn. Getting getting red eyed. It must have been like surreal as fuck, like knowing that the Jizza was sitting in the studio listening to you. Right out embarrassed hanging up on him. Really? I, bro, I was talking to my cousin, I was like, bro. I'm pretty sure I just got a scam number called yeah. me and he's like, yeah man, there's heaps of those going around. Be careful. It's nuts, bro. <laughs> and then that album itself did real well. Yeah, yeah that went platinum. Shouts out to Dills from Puddigua. Yeah. He's another artist that's in One Roof that jumped on that um, mixtape and gained platinum status. And so what track of it, of yours was it that, uh, that you got on there? Mine was Angel. Angel. Yeah, yeah, basically Yo. a song for my old lady and another lady I highly respect. <laughs> yeah, man, it's... 
I've heard it a fair few times and it goes in nice and nice and deep about your feelings yeah, towards yeah. them. Do you find writing the kind of music that gets in your feelings, do you find that easier or do you find it easier um, to write the the stuff you want to do at gigs and shit? Um, for me, I think writing those sort of tracks are the ones that helps you release the most. Yeah. So like writing songs that talk about childhood or your upbringing or yeah. what you're going through at the moment, those are songs that help the artist personally. Yeah. But I rather enjoy the... The, the, the bangers the, the ignorant shit yeah bro there is a bit of love <laughs> for that ignorant shit hey eh? like well because it's just another aspect of who you are so like fuck yeah we can't all be serious yeah, all yeah, the yeah. time bro like so i try to like for myself anyway i try mm. to i try to do whatever i feel like i want to do at the moment not just you know honing on one category or yeah one topic. I, I feel you bro like Sometimes it can be a bit too heavy on the soul and you find yourself putting yourself in a funk if you're focusing on oh, it and bro, writing it. When you're writing that stuff, you have to be in that mode. You have to be in that emotion, yeah. in that feeling. Yeah, man. And sometimes, even if it's healing at the same time, if it's a dark topic or if it's a topic that, you know, pulls at the heartstrings, yeah. it's like, you know. Have you got anything else you want to add to this? Anything you want to throw out there, bro? Um... Keep the scene alive, man. Yeah. Put on for your cities, put on for your region, your sectors, keep everything alive, keep keep the music coming, um, back yourself, and don't listen to the haters, bro. Hard, bro. Thank you for your contributions to oh, the good, scene. my man. And thank you for coming through today and having this caught it all with me, bro. Car it's pie. been dope. It's Ash Broke on Setting the Scene with Matua Prof. Check us. Setting the Scene with Matua Prof. Freak out, yo.